the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, October the 21st, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On October 21st, 1879, Thomas Edison perfected a workable electric light in his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Today in 1797, the uh, U.S. Navy frigate Constitution, also known as Old Ironsides, it was christened in Boston's Harbor, Today in 1940, Ernest Hemingway's novel, For Whom the Bell Tolls, was published. Today in 1971, President Richard Nixon nominated Lewis Powell and William Rehnquist to the U.S. Supreme Court. Today in 1985, former San Francisco Supervisor Dan White, he'd served five years in prison for killing Mayor George Mesconi and Supervisor Harvey Milk. Milk, as you may know, was a gay rights advocate. Well, White was found dead in a garage. They said it was suicide. Today in 2001, Washington, D.C. postal worker Thomas Morris, he died of inhalation of anthrax. Officials began testing thousands of postal employees. Today in 2015, Vice President Joe Biden announced that he would not He would not be a candidate in the 2016 White House campaign. That, of course, solidified Hillary Clinton's status as the Democratic frontrunner. Ten years ago today, Garth Brooks was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. I would suppose if anybody is qualified to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame, it would probably be Garth Brooks. He has... uh, Sold a lot of records. I don't know how many, but lots over his lifetime. A lot of people like him. I guess he's a likable guy. I I don't know him, but I've heard people who do know him say he's a pretty likable guy. Georgia Democrat gubernatorial nominee Stacey Abrams. She's been around a long time. She's kind of a, oh, she's kind of a bright light in the far left Democratic Party. She said Wednesday on MSNBC's Morning Joe that abortion is an economic issue because having children is why we're worried about gas and food prices. We, I guess she's suggesting that if we didn't have kids or if we stopped having kids or if we aborted those kids that are not yet born, we wouldn't be worried about gas and food prices. Abrams said, and I'm quoting her, she said abortion is an economic issue. It's been reduced to this idea of a culture war. Does she mean that Somebody out here like those far-right people are trying to suggest that abortion is some kind of a moral issue? That's how far we've slipped down this slippery slope. Once we got into redefining eternal institutions that God set up, God's Word, life itself, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. The Lord says, 
But no, these people have changed everything, and they're trying to change the order of, of life itself and, and, and of the very essence of humanity by even suggesting. And she knows what she's saying. She isn't impaired, as some are in the Democratic Party. She knows what she's saying. If they're going to reduce life to being merely a political issue on a list of things that might get me elected or whatever. I want to talk to you more about that today. It's troublesome to my heart, my spirit, and I hope it will be to yours because we need to be aware of how far the left has gone and how far they're trying to take this country in our thinking and even in our moral evaluations. I'll come back to that in a moment. Emerson College came out with a poll this morning. They usually do a pretty good job. They're pretty accurate. I don't think they're they're not conservative leaning, but they do a pretty good job polling. But the um, the Emerson College polling national survey finds that uh, President Joe Biden, with a fifty three percent disapproval rating and a thirty nine percent approval, this reflects a six percentage point drop in. Biden's approval rate since last month, Emerson says, and a four-point percentage point increase in the president's disapproval. 57% disapprove of the job that the U.S. Congress is doing, while a quarter, 25% approve. 18% are neutral or have no opinion. I can never, ever bring myself to understand why people on important issues like the future of our country have no opinion. But it, it is true. There are those that have no opinion. On the generic congressional ballot, Emerson says 46% of voters plan to support the Republican candidate, 41% the Democrat candidate. So when you hear that 5% favor the Republican, whomever that may be, uh, these are the polls that are giving that number. That's where they're getting that. Since last month, Emerson says, congressional Republicans have increased their support by one percentage point. Democrats have lost four percentage points. Interesting. Another, uh, just a a mention that I I want to leave with you today is CDC made some um, recommendations and they voted, did some voting uh, yesterday. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC panel of expert Vaccine advisors voted Thursday, yesterday, to add COVID-19 vaccine to the children's immunization schedule. The Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted by a count of 15 to 0 to add the COVID-19 shots to the schedule, to the shot schedule, which is recommended. uh, It's a recommended list of vaccines for pediatricians to give children at certain points throughout their development. The addition itself does not mandate that any children receive the vaccine. However, a number of states follow the CDC recommendations when developing their vaccine requirements for public schools. And therein is why I even mentioned this this morning. I'm not going to talk much about it, but I wanted to make you aware of it if you're not. Children between the ages of six months, (laughs) six months, and 18 years old, they say, should receive a two-dose series of the Pfizer or Moderna COVID-19 vaccine According to this committee, the immunization schedule does not include a suggestion for boosters, although the CDC already recommends children age five and older receive a booster 
for the virus. Now, this set off some shockwaves. It caught my attention, I can tell you for sure. I'm spending two and a half minutes talking about it here this morning on this precious time that we have, because I think it's that important. They're not, they're not suggesting this, this committee or board or whatever they are, advisory board, they're not suggesting that it become mandatory. But they never have suggested that it be mandatory. Others pick up that mantle and run with it. Always the left, of course, because they want to make the decisions. It doesn't matter what it's about. They don't want parents making the decision. Well, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he picked up on this like in a nanosecond and was all over it uh, yesterday. When they came out with this statement, he was giving a press conference and as somebody handed him the information and he was talking about the hurricane and, and the relief efforts that are going on in the state and so on. And during that time, he just pivoted for a few minutes and uh, he took some time uh, away from talking about the relief measures to talk about this vaccine. And he said, I want to be crystal clear. And he said this, I'm quoting him. He said, as long as I'm kicking and screaming, there will be no COVID shot mandates for your kids. He's talking to Florida. He said, this is your decision to make as a parent, not mine, not the state's. And I would add to that, not Joe Biden's, not the government either. Interesting, there was a story. Um, I noticed it in international news this morning. I cover a lot of news in the mornings before we come on the air live at 9 o'clock. And um, I saw a story out of uh, New Zealand. And there was this guy, he owns a, uh, a mortuary there, and he's been in business, like, I think it was 41 years or something like that. And so he's had a lot of experience in it. Apparently, I, I don't have any, I mean, I don't know anything about them except there's just this news story, and it was in a legitimate news source. But there's this news story that this guy was talking to the New Zealand press yesterday, and, and he had gotten a hold of this same message, apparently. And he was telling them, he said, in my experience in, in you know, running a mortuary, and as I said, it, it sounds like they do a lot of business, if you can call it that. They they take care of a lot of people there, or former people. And he said, in all my experience, he said, we have seen from in recent years, from this pandemic, the COVID pandemic, he said, we have seen in our business here, and he said, we, you know, we help a lot of families, I think is the way he put it. He said, 95% of the corpses that have come to our business, our mortuary, our funeral home, he said 95% of the corpses have died as a result of a shot, of a COVID shot. And that caught my attention. Now, I'm not saying that's true. I don't know how 95%, I don't know what that equals. I, if that's three, you know, I mean, that's nine out of 10 or or. 90 out of 100 or 900 out of, you know, I don't know what that means on a scale. But he was saying that, and there are legitimate news sources that are covering that today, and I found that very interesting. I didn't have time to read it all, but I, I do want to look into it later. It's kind of morbid, but it, it, it yet, boy, you just wonder, I mean, do these guys know what they're doing with these shots? I mean, I don't know. They don't sound like they do. 
they sound like they, you know, now that we they came out here recently, and this, I think it was a woman was saying she's been was involved in this process with all these guys and Fauci and all those, and she was saying, well, they were actually not tested as they should have been in advance, and so on and so forth. We live in a world that is just you just got to be careful. You got to be discerning. You got to be informed and discerning and vigilant and um, aware and alert because we live in a very, very deceptive world. That is Satan's favorite tool. You know, he doesn't have a lot of power, but he has the ability to deceive. And some people give Satan more credit for having more power than he actually has, but he is a deceiver. The Bible calls him a deceiver. Jesus called him a deceiver because he is. And we are easily deceived sometimes in a culture like we live in today. And I I just take a moment today before we get into this matter of abortion and unborn children being a financial liability and all of that in the world in which we live. I just this is why we do this program so we can get to the heart of what's happening in our culture on a given day, generally, and we try to stay very current, and I believe we do, and many of you who listen and support this ministry say we do, and and thank you for that. But I just want to tell you, it is a it is something we face every day and every month, and I want to thank you for standing with us on our budget to do this. But it is it is necessary for new people to be coming on board with us because there are those who um, can no longer support us. They have financial reverses. and I mean, the reason I know this is because they tell me. I get notes to this effect. They're not able to do it anymore, and some of our strongest donors, our strongest supporters, have passed away over the last year or so. COVID, pandemic, it changed a lot of things. So there's a need... There's not a static in broadcasting, in Christian broadcasting. You're either continuing to gather new support because you're always losing support for the ministry. That's true in all ministries, whether it's church or whatever it is. I've been in the ministry my entire adult life. So I'm I'm simply saying to you, if you if you listen to this program and you're not supporting us or not helping us, I would strongly encourage you to consider it prayerfully. I believe this is worthwhile. We put a lot into it personally, and a lot of you put a lot into it. You pray for us, and you support us financially. And I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. But if you are not supporting us, but you're listening, and you feel it's beneficial what we're doing, we need your help. Particularly those of you in the Portland area, southwest Washington, we're not meeting our budget there yet. I need you to join us. All right. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I think the problem with Stacey Abrams, she would say I'm racist, I suppose, but there's not a racist bone in my body. There's a thousand Africans that will tell you that, that we've worked with in missionary work in the past in, in Africa and Kenya and elsewhere. But I would suggest that she has a real moral problem because she can't separate abortion 
from the sanctity of life. She thinks it's a political talking point, and she's finding that the the left, and not only her, but, I mean, she is the, the point of this discussion, what she said. But I think the president and the vice president and all of these people are, are finding out that America isn't as on board with we're going to have abortion or else as they think they are. So they're starting to pivot now, and they're realizing that, boy, people are really concerned about the economy. They're not talking about abortion. They're not saying we got to get these abortion clinics back in business and so on like they thought they would. So now they are pivoting on these issues, and this was Stacey Abrams' uh, attempt at pivoting, saying, yeah, abortion's really important, and we got to have it, and we're going to fight, fight, fight for abortion, and we're going to kill those babies and so on. But now she's attached it to an economic issue because they know it's the economy. <laughs> you know, stupid, as somebody said a long time ago. But the secular worldview see children as a financial liability, not a blessing. Here's what she said to MSNBC. She said, abortion is an economic issue. It's been reduced to this idea of a culture war, a moral issue. But for women in Georgia, this, and that would be elsewhere as well, I might add, this is very much a question of whether they're going to end up in poverty in the next five years because women are forced to carry unwanted pregnancies are four times more likely to be impoverished in five years. So every woman that that is mandated has to carry her child because those right-wing people have shut down the abortion uh, industry. They are, in effect, they are sentencing her to poverty. When you break that down and turn on the light, boy, that's concerning. If half of our country believed that, and they could, I don't know. She said, this is an economic issue. It's being reduced to a culture war conversation. For families that have to face the issue of inflation, they care about housing prices. They care about whether they can afford to go to a doctor. That's why I'm fighting for Medicaid expansion in Georgia. Then she said this. She said, let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so it's important for us to have both conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. I think what she's saying is we don't have the luxury of having children and being having enough money in the economy. We have to choose between kids and money. That is so fist in the face of God, I don't know the word to describe it. Psalm 127, verse 3 says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb in is his reward. God is deeply involved in kids. It's his plan for the sustainability of the human race that he created out of the dust of the earth. And this woman now, is declaring to all who will listen, and she isn't the only one, that this isn't the way it is at all. There's a war on heritage in this nation. Nobody wants a heritage. Nobody wants to remember why America was founded. We don't want to hear this about those old white men who came from Europe to build a colony and get rich, which is a lie. 
Of course, they may have had economic interests in creating a new country. But the driving force of this nation was, and it is well documented, was the drive, the, the, the desire for religious freedom. And yet the left comes up with the 1619 Project. We're not hearing a lot about that now because it didn't go over all that well, but it's ingrained into public schools all across America. Manuals on how to teach it, manuals of talking points, how to present it so it's acceptable to kids and they'll buy into it and so on. But they're trying to reframe history. We went through a period where they were destroying statues. If they don't like someone, it doesn't matter that Christopher Columbus founded America and God blessed these founders that came here and built a nation unto God, under God. It doesn't matter. Tear those statues down. It doesn't matter. We don't want to hear about the past. We don't want to hear about heritage. And yet the Lord, sitting on his throne above the universe, is saying children are an heritage of the Lord. We're saying, no, they're not. They're a liability. We can't have enough money to buy gas and groceries unless we kill these unwanted babies. Oh, they're not framing it in those words, but that's what they're saying. That's what it means. We're revising history. We're rewriting history. We're redefining marriage. God said, I created male and female in my likeness. And I put them together and they had babies. They say, no, that's not, that isn't marriage. We're not going to have that. That's not fair. It's not equitable. We're changing it. We're going to redefine marriage. In fact, God, we're going to redefine gender. You think you made male and female. Well, that's not exactly true. We now know that there is all these transition points between a male and a female, and we're going to teach these kids so that they won't be restricted by these old ways, these old paths. That there's just a male and a female. That a boy is really a boy and a girl is really a girl. We've redefined gender in the minds of the left. That's why I am so passionate about what we do here. If I didn't feel as I feel and feel so strongly about this, I probably wouldn't be doing this, but I feel that God has put this on my heart, and that's why I'm, I'm not apologetic to ask for your support because I can't do it alone. And I thank you for it. Concerned parents. Public education. President Biden has labeled concerned parents within the last 12 months as domestic terrorists, his administration. We're going to have to watch those parents that are going and disrupting these board meetings because they're dangerous. And then one stupid far-left operative of the Democratic Party in Virginia had enough had enough ignorance to stand up and tell parents when he was running for governor, Terry McAuliffe, to tell parents that they didn't have any right to get involved in what the schools teach their kids. That's the school, the public education, that's their task. And you parents are in the way and you are bothersome. And he lost an election that was surely his to win as a governor. I'll tell you, domestic terrorists 
parents who are concerned? Here's an interesting, I'll come back to this Psalm 127 a little later. Come back to a couple of other verses. But the secular progressive message is more abortions will help the economy. If you think the economy is failing, have an abortion. That's what they're saying. And NBC's putting it out there. They didn't disagree. They, I mean, they didn't, like, affirm it, but they didn't disagree. I watched the video. Abrams is facing Governor Brian Kemp, a Republican. It's very contentious gubernatorial rematch in Georgia. <clears throat> she provided a nonspecific list of follow-up answers to the current high cost of living, which nearly 70% of respondents in recent Atlanta Journal-Constitution polls said was extremely important, very important, and the economy is important. I mean, if you don't have money, you don't have food. You can't live. You can't do things. Nobody's saying it's not important, the economy, but for goodness sakes, when you reduce the sanctity of life, an unborn child to a talking point politically that you pivot away from and then attach that child to being responsible for the economy today that was created by this woman's party, particularly President Biden's policies. The left is obsessed with abortion and LGBTQ rights, but they found out that it's not being received like they thought it would be. So now they're pivoting and they're saying, well... (laughs) To all of us ordinary Americans out here that they forgot existed, they're saying, well, yeah, you may not be all that great on, you know, abortion on demand and everything, but I want you to know that if you're feeling it at the gas pump or at the grocery store, it's those kids, it's those babies. If we abort more children, we're going to get out of this this recession. That's what they're saying. Senator Rick Scott, he's a Republican from Florida. He's not one of them, I'll tell you. He's a conservative. He's chairman of the Senate Republicans' campaign arm. He called Abrams' remarks barbaric. They are. They're barbaric. And it has nothing to do with the color of her skin. It has to do with the condition of her heart. That's barbaric. In any, any ethnic mouth that says that. Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee She suggested that Abrams' comments were unhinged. Well, they are indeed unhinged. The media is unhinged, too. ABC News says the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and allow states to decide their own stances on abortion access has led 16 states to cease nearly all services. They're not celebrating this. You know what they say at the end of their story? It's a fairly lengthy story. I won't read it. At the end of their, their story, they say, quote, an economic fallout may come next because abortion clinics have shut down. ABC News is is on, on this. I mean, they're all in with Stacey Abrams and these other people that are now connecting unborn children to the economy. I understand kids cost money to raise. I get that. Marjorie and I have three kids. They're all married and they have kids. I know what it costs to raise a kid. Of course it costs money. But is that the answer? to an incompetent president's policies that created a recession in our country, killed more babies? I know I've been pretty direct today, but I mean, that's where we are. And I wanted to get to some other points here, but I'm not going to have time, unfortunately. 
But I personally believe politicians or activists who are pushing for abortion and euthanasia on demand are being dishonest. I don't believe they're being honest at all. They merely see economic considerations as one of several selling points or talking points to help move their agenda forward. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.